and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on guys? Zach here. Hope you're having a great day. Today I'm excited to spend some time with you and talk to you about a really important topic that I see plaguing a lot of people on our team. It can plague me occasionally um, and it's plagued probably everyone at some point or another in their career in network marketing. And my guess is if you are uh, in a spot where maybe you're still looking to grow, you're not where you want to be uh, in network marketing. Um, this could be an absolute cause of it or a significant cause of it. And I wanted to share with uh, share with that with you today and basically how to get over it. Um, as I'm recording this, I had to walk away. I was really excited about just stay, staying home today and working. Um, Sometimes we go to coffee shops, sometimes we stay at home. We're actually renting an office next month just to kind of create some needed separation between, you know, work and, and or excuse me, work and personal life. It can be a little bit tough to separate things like that. Um, so we're getting an office next month, which would be great, but that's still in 30 days from now. So if the next 30 days we're still, you know, kind of doing the whole house to coffee shop dance type of thing. But um wanted to talk to you. Oh, the reason I brought that up is because um, there is this stupid freaking dog next to our house. Uh, so, like, right now where we're staying is a townhouse complex. And uh, they're very nice townhouses. So it actually surprises me that this that this is even, they can even get away with this. Um, but there's two, like, dogs in, that live in the, you know, unit next to ours. They have humans, too. Um, but uh, there's two dogs that live there. And these dogs just incessantly bark like you walk outside you shut the gate behind you and they're like they just freaking go crazy and um so the lady that works there one of the humans that works you know or that lives there she's starting to work from home and we're like oh no because that means if she's home these stupid idiot dogs are always outside like on the patio I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And so today she left, I assume, to go to work. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe she doesn't work at home. I don't know. Um, and uh, But the dogs are, like, locked in, uh, locked in the house. And I don't know what it is, what's going on today. But they, like, for probably two hours have not stopped barking. And they'll stop for, like, ten minutes at a time to, like, take a break and get a drink of water or something and just freaking go crazy. So I'm, like, absolutely losing my mind. I'm one of those people that 
I cannot stand repetitive noises or things that don't have a purpose. Like it just grinds my gears if something doesn't have a purpose and I am subjected to it. Um, so like, you know, you know, you're driving and you hit a red light and the light like turned red, but there's no one at the cross intersection. It just turned red. And then you're just sitting there by yourself. Like when that happens, I get so angry. I'm like, how... How is this possible? Like, why is this happening? This is happening because of stupid engineering, because of old systems that haven't been updated with new technology. And, you know, then I start going down this rabbit hole of, like, you know, a lot of people are, like, all worried about, like, you know, fossil fuels running out and how much it's polluting the earth and stuff. And literally, if you could fix, if you'd fix the traffic system, the traffic light system, cars would stop less. And if they stopped less, they lose, they use less fuel. I come from an automotive background. The most taxing time on a car is when it's starting from zero. So zero to like 60 miles an hour is where it's putting out the most pollution possible. So when you stop at red lights all the time, that's when you use the most gas and pollute the earth the most. And um, so that all being said, like when that kind of stuff happens, I get so freaking frustrated. So when there's this dog just like, I'm like, I'm going to kill you, dog. Not really. I love dogs, but I want to like, I want to, I want to kill something. I'm not sure what it is though. Anyway, um, so that's where I am. I'm walking around right now to get away from the dog and get to spend some time with you. So that's exciting. It's way better than the dogs. I think we're going to eat lunch after this. And then after that, I am probably going to disappear uh, to a coffee shop and then <laughs> see if I can get into the office earlier. I don't know. But anyway, what I want to talk to you about is um, is really is really important today, even though we talked about, you know, changing the traffic light system, which I believe can be changed, by the way, in case you're thinking Zach's a crazy person. I believe if the traffic light system was given to the free market instead of the government, it would have been switched 50 years ago. And uh, I've, already, I've already thought of solutions myself, and I'm not, I'm not even an engineer. So I feel like if actually smart people got a hold of it, they could absolutely fix it. That's not here nor there. But um, what I want to talk to you about is the reason that so many networkers uh, fail. And this is a massive, massive reason. It's when us as business people, um, specifically network marketing, it happens really bad here and it's really prevalent here because we have systems to duplicate, assuming that they're effective. I'm just kind of assuming that the systems are effective, but we have systems to duplicate. So we don't have to really do a lot of the same stuff that regular business owners do, right? In terms of network marketing. So what the problem is, is confusing the simplicity of building the business with the complexity of building yourself. So network marketing attracts a lot of personal development, which is really good um, through conferences, through books and audios, podcasts, things like that. So, I mean, you listening to this, you're clearly interested in uh, self-development, building yourself, right? So am I. And... That's a really good thing, but that's a very complex, lifelong process. There's never an expiration date on that. We're constantly going to be growing. In fact, um, a revelation of mine just earlier this year, um, which is basically like if you're not growing, you are dying. And I, I knew that for the past 10 years. I've heard that statement a million times, but it really started to sink in about uh, earlier this year, which was like, you know, I was kind of in this place where I was trying to grow to a point where I could eventually maintain. And I think that's a lot what a lot of people do in the workforce. They basically try to grow to a point where they can retire and then just maintain, but then they die within a few years. But yet there's people that are really old. If they keep trying to grow themselves and grow their business and grow their ministry and whatever they're doing, they tend to live a lot longer. So if you're not growing, you're by default dying because nothing stays constant um, in this reality that we're in, right? So... We have to focus on growth. So I get why you would do that. I get why you would focus on growth. I focus on growth. And I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on growth. I think you should. However, 
I do want to let you know that you don't need to be a perfect human being in order to grow a really big business. I'm going to give you two examples. I have a lot more than this, but I'm going to give you two examples right now. So uh, I know of people, these are personal connections of mine. I'm just going to try to blur a few details in case, you know, I don't know if they listen to this, but in case they do, I don't want to, you know, do anything that, that would be, that I would regret. Um, and some secrets aren't yours to tell. Like these are not my stories necessarily to tell if they were too personal. Um, so I've got, uh, quite a few people to fit into both categories, but I've got a friend of mine, um, who a married couple guy is probably late thirties, probably both late thirties, great looking people, like great looking couple. You look at the guy and you're like, wow, this guy would be successful in anything he did. You know, a good looking guy, you know, very sharp, you know, quick witted, but very honest, you know, it doesn't come off as like a sleazy dude at all. Just very quick witted, very sharp, very smooth, but yet you feel like you could talk to him all day. His wife, beautiful lady, uh, same, really same thing, you know, quick, sharp as attack. You could really talk to her all day. You feel very trusting. You feel very trusted with her. Um, but both of them could persuade you to do whatever they wanted. Brilliant people. And they've got two beautiful kids. They have this giant house in, uh, you know, in the town that they live in. Um, he came from a successful background in sales, and actually so did she. They both made to get combined. They made multiple six figures. Um, and they eventually went in and started uh, traditional businesses. And they did really, really good. Made you know millions and millions and millions of dollars. And did really, really good for themselves. They ended up getting into network marketing and could not crack like $1,000 a month. And these people worked. Like they worked hard. I mean, I just told you the background. They're clearly sharp people, clearly intelligent, um, clearly successful. I mean, they made millions in traditional business. They made hundreds of thousands in traditional corporate America. And, you know, very persuasive, good looking. They literally have everything going for them. Um, but they could not crack like a thousand dollars a month in network marketing, and they were and they, and they were working at it. But let me give you context: they're working at it for like two years or two or three years at full capacity. Like it was their main focus outside of their jobs and, or their business or whatever they're doing at the time. I forgot, but whatever they're doing at the time, their jobs or the business, this business was their full focus. They gave it like thirty to forty hours a week every single week for two to three years. And they never cracked like a thousand dollars a month. Maybe like once or twice they like, you know bumped over it, but then they would settle back down somewhere between five hundred dollars and thousand dollars profit a month. Why is that? How could someone so good get so little out of the business? It was because they were confusing who they thought they needed to become. That complexity with the simplicity of building the business. See this. The, the business is very, very simple. Depending on what you're doing, right? I'm going to assume that you're using some type of Rebels acquisition process. I hope you are. If you're not, you should be. So, assuming that you are, here's the business: set up your funnel, turn it on, receive applicants, call the applicants, close them, repeat the process. That's it. It's literally it. So, build the funnel, turn it on, call the applicants, close the applicants, repeat the process. That's it. That's literally the A, B, C, D, repeat. A, B, C, D, repeat. Teacher downline. A, B, C, D, repeat. A, B, C, D, repeat. That's it. Now, if you have funnels that are broken, clearly you have to fix them. But it's not that difficult. Find out what's broken. Isolate the issue. Fix the issue. Turn it on. You got a problem? Find the issue. Isolate the issue. Fix the issue. Turn it on. It's not that complicated. It's very, very simple. In fact, with funnels, things are 10 times more simple than they used to be. Because used to be if you had a... 
you know, you had like a hotel meeting type funnel, right? Where you're inviting people to a hotel meeting. You don't have, you probably don't have perfect metrics tracking for you. Like if you're a psychopath, like, like myself, maybe you might track metrics yourself, but most people don't. Most people invite a hundred people. They didn't track all those numbers. Hey, what happened to this part of the phone call and this part of the phone call and this part of the phone call and this invite and then this invite, what happened where? Most people aren't tracking metrics, so they don't even know. Oh, I invited a hundred people and one person came. What went wrong? I don't know. Go call another hundred people. Okay. But that's not the case. If you're using a funnel, you can say, okay, here's the three steps of the funnel. Clearly, this step is working. This step is not. It's breaking down here. What's the problem here? Isolate it, fix it, turn it on. So literally, it's build the funnel, launch the funnel, run the funnel, call the applicants, close them, done, repeat. Teach your downline how to do the same. So, uh, and, if, and if you have a fully automated rebel system, build the funnel, launch the funnel, are people getting in? Yes or no? No, isolate the issue, fix the issue, repeat, right? That's it. It's literally it. So, and then once that's all built, you just run the funnel, call the applicants, close the applicants, repeat the process. So that's very, very simple. But building yourself can be very, very complex. I just went through an experience last week that I kind of told you about that I had to kind of fix some stuff personally inside of me. And it took a lot of work and it's still not totally, you know, I, I believe the change has been made internally, but I still have to replace those thoughts constantly. So... Just remember that the lifelong process of building yourself is just that it's a lifelong process, but the process of building your business is a finite process. One of the reasons that we build network marketing, me and Ashley personally, and I'm guessing is you the same, is because it is hopefully a finite process for all of us. We get to a point where the business is built now and we can move on. Like we, I will probably still build the business because of what I told you earlier about growth and I need to constantly keep growing in order, in order to not like, you know, lose my mind. But I want the business to be to a point where I'm not continuing to try to make the same progress every day. Like if you're trying to make a thousand dollars a month, every single month forever, that's, that's a job. That's a, a traditional business. A network marketing business says, okay, I got a business that pays me $1,000 a month right now, I can move on to step two, which is 2000 a month. Oh, I got a business that paid me two grand a month, I can move into step three. Does this make sense? It's a finite amount of work and that's done forever. You want to get to a point where you're making your target income in your business and then it's over and anything beyond that is just gravy, right? It's, it's not needed necessarily. It's a finite amount of work. So don't confuse the infinite amount of work of building yourself with the finite amount of work of building your business. On the other side of the coin, I've got a friend who is um, in his first three years of network marketing. He started to work really, really hard. He, you know, worked a full-time job, of course, just like just like all of us generally start with. Worked a full-time job, and he worked probably similar to the first couple I shared. It was about uh, twenty to thirty, maybe forty hours. I didn't think forty hours a week is probably a little bit much. Um, probably twenty, thirty hours a week, very diligently. Never really broke step, always kept working, but he kept it really simple. He called his leads, he closed his leads, he told his leads, or his now his downline, how to do the same. This is how you get a lead, this is how you call a lead, this is how you close a lead. Now repeat the process. That was it. That's literally all, we tra all he trained them. He didn't train them about anything with personal development, he barely personally developed himself. And now personally, I, I want to be, I want to have a little more personal development through my team because I, I like one of our primary reason for building the business is influence. So I do want to put that in there a little bit, but not that much in terms of the business because then people get caught up and they think they have to be a perfect person rather than just not and just building. So for the next, uh, you know, two to three years, he did that. Within three years, he 
was making multiple six figures. He quit his job and he's never been back to work since. And it's been a very long time. Um, yeah, it's been, I, again, I'm trying to stay away from really intense details, but it's been quite a long time. Okay. Just take my word on that. He's not going back for a job and his income is very stable. Now, like I said, all these people are personal friends of mine or personal acquaintances. And I'll just tell you right now that his life from a life perspective is significantly less stable than that first couple I shared with you. Okay. There's many aspects of his life that are not there. There's many aspects of his personal development that have not been there. If you were to combine, put these two people side by side and say, who's more likely to succeed in business, you would definitely say the first couple I shared, I showed with you. They are more put together. The communication is spot on. They're extremely good listeners. They're uh, great looking people. They have all the traits that you would think would make them, would set themselves up for success. And that's true. They really do. I think they probably could build a bigger team than the other person that I just shared with you, the guy who actually did build a big team. They could probably build one better and faster than that other person, but they didn't. Why is that? Because the dude that actually built the big team, he wasn't thinking about building himself that much. Like you still need to build yourself a little bit, but he wasn't thinking every day like, oh, I need to do this before I can call my leads. Oh, I need, I need to do this before I can invite this person. I need to do this before I build my funnel. No, 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 He wasn't thinking any of that stuff. He said, I'm calling my stupid leads and I'm closing them. And then tomorrow I'm gonna get up and do the same thing. And yeah, I'll read a book here and there. I'll read every morning for 10, 15 minutes, but I'm not going to let that slow me down. If I think I have something to work on, that's fantastic. But my business, I'm keeping that thing simple, right? And as a result, I mean, I just told you the results of it. And that's what I really want you to get is he kept the business simple. His personal life is complex. So is all of ours. And he has to work on his personal life right? We all have to work in our personal life. But the point is he separated the two. He said, okay, this is my personal life. And yes, it's complex. And yes, I have a lot to work on, but I'm not going to let that complexity bleed in to the simplicity of building the business. Whereas the other couple, the first couple I shared with you that have everything going for them, they let it bleed in. The simplicity of, of, excuse me, the complexity of building the life bled in to the building the business aspect of life and they made that complex they naturally started to say to themselves oh building myself is super complex therefore this must be complex or this is the real one that happens i'm not good enough to have a big team i'm not good enough to have this big passive income i'm not good enough because xyz because i have all these personal issues that's where things really get screwed up. People think that since they have a personal issue, they're divorced. They are, they've got problems with their kids. They are bad communicators. They suck at listening. They uh, talk too much. They've got this list, right? They've got these personal issues and therefore they think they can't build a big team. That's the biggest load of crap on the planet. Now, I have multiple more examples for you on both sides of the coin and I'm not going to get into them today, but I have multiple more examples that could really drive this point home. Point is, I know lots of people that are personally pretty screwed up. Um, Literally, I know people that have extremely broken families. They are not very good communicators. They are not very good listeners. They are bad leaders. And yet, they still have a big network marketing team. Why? Why is that? How could that possibly be? Because they're just good at the business. And honestly, 
if we're being super honest, they're not even that great at the business. They just keep it really simple because communication is important to be good at the business. And some of these people aren't even that good. They just keep it simple and they just don't stop. That's literally the separation, the separating factor. So if you do have some personal things in check, meaning they're good and you are a good communicator and all these things, dude, that means that you could be an absolute monster, right? Because you have these things in check and you can keep it simple. This making sense? So anyway, if regardless of where you fall, whether you have a great personal development game plan or a horrible one, regardless of where you fall, if you're still in a place where you are looking to hit that next level, which I think all of us are, keep the business simple. It is literally a few steps. A, B, C, D, repeat the process. A, B, C, D, repeat the process. Make sense? All right, cool. Well, I have walked back officially to the house, and the dog is not barking right now. That is fantastic. Nope, never mind. It's barking. Never mind. Okay, so I'm going to go in. I'm going to probably prepare lunch, eat lunch, and if that little stinker, that is my nice way of what I really wanted to say, is still barking, I am heading out to a cafe. But anyway, if you found dying, this, do me a favor, leave a review and a writing down below. Scroll to the bottom right now, hit five stars and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And if you want to join the private discussion group where we talk about nothing but this, go to mlmsalesfunnels.com and you can join that group or apply to join that group for free. Anyway, hopefully you have an amazing day and talk to you all soon.